With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenet Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Ballou and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening on this Monday and begin another week of broadcasting the gospel of the grace of our God I trust that if it's at all possible, you'll take the time out, get your Bible, and follow along with us as we open the Word of God today. We're turning in our Bible to the book of Ephesians, chapter number 5, and I'm reading from verse number 18 down through verse number 20. The Bible said, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We move today into a new area of our study on the Spirit-filled life. But before we go forward, I want to look backward and review and then prepare our hearts to move on in the study of the Word of God. We started several days ago studying on the person and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We looked at His person, and I gave you several things about the person of the Holy Spirit to help us give to Him proper recognition. I said to you, He's not a figure of speech. He's not a figment of someone's imagination. He is not just a force that's out there in society, and he's not a fantasy that someone has dreamed up. Then I said to you, the Holy Spirit is not a substitute for God. He is not a second-class God. He's not a servant of God. He is not an it. So we looked at those negative aspects of what people think about the Spirit of God. Then we turn to the positive, and I ask the question, what is the Spirit of God? And we answer that in a simple statement. He is a person. He's not an it. He is a person. And you do not call a person an it. No, he is a living being. And so we said to you, then who is this person, the Holy Spirit? And I said to you, he is God. He is no less God than God the Father or God the Son. God chose to manifest himself as a triune being. He ascribed some things to the personality of God the Father. Other things are ascribed to the personality of God the Son. And yet other things are ascribed to the personality of God the Spirit. Let me just take a moment and name the three things about each of them that I mentioned. First of all, I said to you that in that determinate council before the foundations of the world, it was determined that God the Father would have the power, God the Father would have the people, and God the Father would have the place. We are not called Jesus' people. We're not called the Holy Spirit's 
people, but we're called God's people. Nowhere in the Bible is there a mention of a house of the Lord Jesus Christ or a house of the Holy Spirit. But Jesus did say, in my Father's house are many mansions. And so those three things were ascribed to God the Father. Then to God the Son, it was determined that he would have a creation. We call it God's creation oftentimes. But if you study the Word of God, you understand easily that Christ is the Creator. The Bible says very plainly in John 1, All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And then it was determined that God the Son would have a church. We are not considered to be God's church or the Holy Ghost church, but we're Christ's church. We belong to Christ. We're not called the bride of God. We're not called the bride of the Holy Spirit, but the church is called the bride of Christ. And so it was given to God the Father. He would have the power, the place, the people. To God the Son, he would have a creation, a church. And then it was also given to him that he would have a crown. And God the Father will never be crowned. And God the Spirit will never be crowned. But God the Son will be crowned King of kings and Lord of lords. And then I said to you, it was ascribed to the Holy Spirit that he would have three functions in the great plan of God. Number one, he would oversee a book. Number two, he would oversee a birth. And number three, he would oversee a bride. And we studied how that the Holy Spirit oversaw the book over a period of 1,600 years using approximately 40 different human authors. The Holy Spirit oversaw the writing of the Word of God. And when he finished that writing, he presented to the world a perfect book that we know as the Scriptures. Then it was ascribed to the Holy Spirit that he would oversee a birth. And for 4,000 years, he protected the lineage. And then he produced a pregnancy. And when that baby was born, he presented to the world a perfect baby that we call the Savior. And then the third aspect of the ministry of the Holy Spirit was that he would oversee a bride, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's still doing that today. But when he has finished the job overseeing the bride, he will present to the Lord Jesus Christ himself a perfect body known as the bride of Christ. And so these aspects of the ministry of the Holy Spirit are what we're looking at in our study about the person and ministry of the Holy Spirit. Now, we've already studied where he oversaw the book. And I talked to you about the ministry of inspiration. The Bible said, Holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. And that word moved simply means carried along. I said to you that God controlled mind and muscle of the men as they pinned down the Word of God, guided the writer and guarded the words as they gave to us the words of the Word of God. And then he has the ministry, not only of inspiration, when he finished Revelation chapter number 22, then he lay down 
the pen of inspiration. And there is no more. Now then, in his work concerning the book, he has a ministry of illumination and a ministry of preservation. He keeps the Word of God for and from every generation so that it will not be polluted. But God, through the years, has maintained the purity of His Word. And, of course, we have it preserved for us today in the King James Version of the Word of God. And God will protect and preserve His Word until He comes again. So the Holy Spirit had a ministry of inspiration in the Word of God. That is finished. Now He has a ministry of preservation and a ministry of illumination. And we studied that as we came through our study. Didn't we look at the ministry of the Holy Spirit in overseeing that birth? And I pointed out to you how he protected the bloodline. And then how he produced the pregnancy. He proclaimed the place and the procedure. And Christ was born exactly as was prophesied in the Word of God. But then we moved into the third section And we look at the ministry of the Holy Spirit in overseeing the bride. And we look, first of all, at the inviting ministry of the Holy Spirit to the sinner. And again, I say to you, no person will ever come to Christ to be saved until the Holy Spirit does a personal inviting of that sinner to the Savior. Now, that does not exclude human effort because God uses men to reach out to lost sinners and give them the gospel and invite them to Christ. And God the Spirit works through human instruments. He never bypasses them. It's God's choice that He worked through those of us who are saved to reach out to those who are not saved. But the Holy Spirit does the inviting ministry inviting the sinner to come to Christ and be saved by the grace of God. Then I pointed out to you that after that person is saved, there is the indwelling ministry of the Holy Spirit to the saved. And the Holy Spirit lives inside every person who is saved by the grace of God, and he performs that indwelling ministry to the saved people to take care of us on our journey through this world. I pointed out to you in that ministry of the indwelling Spirit of God, there is a ministry of consolation. There is a ministry of education. There's a ministry of glorification. There's a ministry of illumination. There's a ministry of administration. There's a ministry of identification. There is a ministry of liberation. And there's a ministry of preservation. The Holy Spirit lives inside the believer to perform these functions for us and in us who are saved by the grace of God. So we saw the inviting ministry of the Spirit of God to the sinners. Then we saw the indwelling ministry of the Spirit of God to those that are saved. Now today, and throughout the days of this week, we're moving into the third area, and that is the infilling ministry of the Spirit of God for service. You see, 
God comes unto a sinner in conviction for salvation. Then God comes into that sinner at the conversion to salvation. But then God comes upon the saint of God for service with power after that person is saved by the marvelous grace of God. And I realize there is much confusion about the matter of being filled with the Spirit of God. And because of that, I plan to spend a few days opening the Word of God and let God the Spirit teach us the teachings of the Word of God concerning the Spirit-filled life. And I want you to listen, and I want you to let God speak to your heart. And you who are saved and know the truth, I want you to pray that God will touch this preacher and touch the broadcast and use it to the glory and honor of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to preach the Word of God without fear or favor of man and then allow the Holy Spirit to take the Holy Scriptures and establish in our hearts what God said about being filled with the Spirit of God. Remember the Scripture now in John 8, 32, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. With the help of the Holy Ghost, we will pursue truth as we go through these days before us in this study of the Word of God. Father, take the Word, use it to your glory, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Behold, the fields are white. It's harvest time. Well, I trust the broadcast was a blessing to you today. Let me remind you that Harvest Time is a listener-supported radio ministry, and I need to hear from a number of you. Would you pray for the radio ministry and then write to us and share with us in the financial burden of this radio work? Simply address that letter to Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. That's Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. And be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday, at this same time. God bless you until the next broadcast. Are you not-